from the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is The Brian Kelly Show. This football team will have self-discipline. They'll have accountability. They'll have trust in each other. And that will be what you'll see from this football team. The Brian Kelly Show. Live from TJ Ribs on South Acadian and Baton Rouge. With the latest on the fighting Tigers of LSU. Question to Coach Kelly at LSU Radio. The Brian Kelly Show begins now. Alongside the coach, here's the voice of your fighting Tigers, Chris Blair. Good Thursday evening, Tiger fans. Welcome in once again to the Brian Kelly Show where you know the drill. Next hour, we're talking Fighting Tiger football. We've got another great crowd here at TJ Ribs, and of course, we welcome you wherever you are tonight, listening in. Your Fighting Tigers now one and one on the season. Dominant performance this past Saturday, 65-17 over Southern University. This week, LSU will enter into SEC action for the 90th season, and for the third straight year, it happens to be those Bulldogs from Mississippi State. They'll come calling this Saturday. Kickoff inside Tiger Stadium at 5 o'clock. We're going to look back to last week, but we will quickly put our focus on uh, the attention this week and the matchup coming up on Saturday. So let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, please, it is my esteemed privilege and pleasure to welcome to the show our head football coach, Brian Kelly, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for being here tonight, and uh, we'll get a chance to talk a little bit uh, about last week and uh, certainly about uh, opening up the SEC play. Coach, we're going to talk about the great day on campus, really, just campus-wide, city-wide. We'll talk about the action, as you say, on the field, but uh, i got to ask, in fact, uh, a lot of us, Crystal Davis here tonight from Denham Springs, she joins me. How was it? First game, bringing the Tigers through the shoot and playing there at Tiger Stadium. It was pretty exciting. I, I don't know that there's um, anything that prepares you for it. Um, I just wanted to make sure I didn't trip and fall when I went through the wind bar and embarrass myself. But it, it's just a great atmosphere. But I, I would say that the build-up to it is, is equally impressive. Uh, the campus, the surroundings, um, there seemed to be as many people outside the stadium as there was inside the stadium. And I, and I think that just makes it for just an incredible atmosphere, such a collegiate atmosphere. And um, everybody was uh, is certainly enjoying the day. Some enjoyed it more than others. Um, and <laughs> and uh, certainly uh, once we got into the stadium, uh, you know, uh, we got off to such a great start. And, and that was the emphasis was to, to really play with a sense of urgency and uh, – you know, playing, you know, across town, um, HBCU school in Southern, where we have such great respect for them and a great academic institution. But just to get those two teams together uh, from Baton Rouge was uh, great for the community and, and historic in many ways. You know, it was, a, it was an interesting side story. When I got the job, I was blessed to get the job here. I had an opportunity to bring the family down for a game at Tiger Stadium, which I'd never been to. And they told me, they said, hey, you've got an opportunity if you want to take your son, who I think was – sixth grade at the time they said if you want to take him down on the field as the tigers come out uh, you can do that I, I told jim hawthorne who was my predecessor and he said bud this is probably the last time you'll ever have the opportunity <laughs> to be down there so we did take advantage of it and it is something to behold uh, i'm sure uh, you know you've got game day routines we kind of touched on it uh, week one um, you know how you like to to, to have the team and, and get ready for a game I just got to thinking earlier today, are there certain things 
you do or like to do that is routine-oriented, maybe even from the very time you get up getting ready for, for a game, whether it be at home or, or on the road? Well, I like to work the team out during, you know, anytime we play an evening game or a late game, I like to get the team um, on the road back to the stadium or, or to a practice site and move them around. I, I don't like sitting around the hotel the whole day. So that routine has been really good, and, and just I, I think I like the just the timing of it where it breaks up the day a little bit and uh, and then and then relax a little bit in the uh, the afternoon. Uh, you get a couple hours where you can kind of just relax and, and think about the execution of, of the entire game. And then you're right back to pregame meal and, and, and the routine of, of getting ready for, for the game itself. But I don't, you know, I don't have any, like, you know, superstitions or anything like that. Um, I'm getting prepared to manage the uh, – you know, the takeoff, in other words, from when we touch the field to coin toss and, and just spending time on that. You mentioned uh, here on the outset of the show, I mean, it was electric on campus. It was buzzing early. I think I arrived uh, around 1 o'clock, and it was already uh, at full tilt. Uh, it was, as it turned out, we all talked about being a part of this game, everybody who was coming to the game, the city, the state, how it had the opportunity to be a great day for everybody. And of course, I know there were traffic issues. There were 200,000 people in one small area. But overall, I thought everybody came away. Southern, LSU, everybody involved, really, it was a great day. It's great to see when it all comes together like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, what else you could do, really. You're trying to, you're trying to force that many people into, uh, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, traffic areas that we have. It's, uh, it is what it is, and I just think you got to be patient and understand what you're getting into. And if you're if you're trying to rush to get home, um, don't rush. You know, spend a little bit more time tailgating and uh, enjoying the day. Uh, we've had great weather. Uh, we expect to have great weather on Saturday again. Let's let's enjoy the game. Let's enjoy the atmosphere and 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 take it as it comes because you're not going to get many of these opportunities that the that the get you know what 200,000 people in in that area you're gonna have traffic jams so enjoy the game enjoy the atmosphere be with your friends be with your relatives and then uh just root on LSU to a victory yeah I thought it was I ran into a couple of southern fans who really had smiles on their faces and that doesn't happen often when your team as it were the southern Jags come in and end up on the 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 low side of a 65-17 game but again I just think it was such a great day that everybody enjoyed themselves and that's really what it's about well they did well at halftime their band did a nice job so (laughs) you know they had that going for them they really did I you know I was telling somebody earlier this week coach normally when the second quarter ends I immediately come out of our booth which is next to your coach's booth yeah typically there is a bunch of the press that's down in the lounge area um I came out there was nobody I mean, it looked like a Wednesday morning at Tiger Stadium. They were all on the outside, terrace as I call it, watching the halftime show, which, as you said, was phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I think that that was part of the pageantry of the day as well. I think a lot of people were there to see the bands, and I think uh, from what I've heard, they collaborated well and uh, you know made it, uh, made it a great halftime, so it went well. I know you talked about what you like to do on game day. I want to talk about how the guys approached it because you did have a road game, albeit a short drive to New Orleans in week number one, but now you have a home game, and I know those have logistical challenge in and of themselves. The way the team, your entire organization, put it all together for a home game, were you satisfied? Yeah, so, you know, normally the team had stayed at the Lot Cook, um, which, you know, logistically, you know, is uh, is a lot closer. We were, 
you know, close to 20, about 22 minutes out at the, the Renaissance. So it was a different travel for us um, and down Nicholson. And, and uh, you know, so that's a little bit of a different, uh, you know, routine for, for the guys. But, you know, I like getting away from campus a little bit. Um, I, I think the distractions are less and uh, it keeps your football team focused. And I thought they did a really nice job of, um, you know, locking in and, and listening to the message. And the message was uh, starting fast. And they certainly did that, setting a new uh, LSU uh, record in terms of points in the first quarter. Fast they got started indeed. Family, uh, fans, we got a lot more coming up. We're just underway here on this Thursday night. Uh, up next, we're going to take some uh, questions submitted from here in the crowd as well as from the LSU Sports Mobile app later. We'll break down a little bit that Southern game, what Coach liked about it, and then we'll talk about this week's preparation and obviously a scouting report on the Bulldogs as the Tigers enter SEC play this weekend at home against Mississippi State. So don't go anywhere. Back right after this, the Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Talking Fighting Tiger football. This is The Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Hey, Tiger fans, want to remind you to make sure you download the ASAP app. Get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. ASAP, the official mobile ordering partner of LSU Athletics. Coach, always uh, this segment of the show, we go to the LSU Sports mobile app, get a couple of questions from around the state and around the country, for that matter. We'll start out with Addison from Zachary writing in to ask, uh, what do you see being the greatest progression this season so far for the team, offense, defense, and, and overall? Well, I, you know, look, I mean, from a, an X's and O standpoint, uh, you know, I think the progression from week one to week two was, you know, starting much faster on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, look, I mean, competition has a little bit to do with that as well. All, all due respect to Southern, they don't have the same athletes or pass rushers that Florida State did. But having said that, we were much more efficient. Our recognition on offense, especially at the quarterback position, was much better. So, you know, that's, that's clearly better from an offensive perspective, and the execution was really good. Here's what we're doing really well. We've had eight consecutive drives that have led uh, to touchdowns when Jaden Daniel has been in the game. So it doesn't matter at what level you play. When you can execute touchdowns eight consecutive times, that's pretty good execution at any level. From a defensive standpoint, um, not giving up big plays. You know, we have not given up those big chunk plays um, the first two weeks. And, and, and that's what Matt is really good at, you know, and we're going to have to continue to do that, you know, tackle the football. It was much better this past weekend. Um, I think those two things, tackling, not giving up big plays, and then executing at a level where eight consecutive drives have led into touchdowns. Let's go to Eric, wrote in from Madisonville. Two questions this week. I was feeling uh, uh, nice, so I allowed it. <laughs> what was the best part of your first game in Tiger Stadium for you and uh, also, could Baskerville be a starter at linebacker going forward? And I guess the operative word is, could he be? Yeah, so the best part of it was um, the uh, the captains presenting a game ball to me after. Yeah. That meant a lot that, uh, you know, given the – you can clap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not, not for me, not for me as much as uh, just the, the, you know, the awareness that um, they saw that – that was something that was important and uh, it was very for me it meant a lot because look it this is 
you know, I'm the I'm the substitute teacher, right? I'm the new guy <laughs> on the block, and and they're used to another way of doing things. So, you know, there's some hard days, right? And and we're setting new standards and demanding, um, you know, a, a new uh, way of thinking every day. And so, not every day is easy. And but they recognize the fact that they they want to do it the right way every day. So to to get that recognition was um, was re- really cool. As it relates to Micah Baskerville, uh, this is his kind of game, right? This is, um, you know, where he really excels. Um, he, he is not a downhill, um, you know, plug linebacker. You know, he's a sideline-to-sideline guy, and he's really good in pass coverage. So uh, this is a perfect game for him. You'll see a lot of Micah Baskerville in this game, and, and he's got a chance to impact the game in a positive way. You mentioned Micah Baskerville. I was watching the path, which, again, I invite you, if you have not seen it yet, you need to do so on LSU Gold. In fact, I think right now it's available, at least the last episode, last two episodes, looking for a confirmation, last two uh, episodes you can watch for free. But, Coach, I was watching it uh, Sunday, and I saw you give the game ball to Mike Baskerville. Again, he had an excellent game. He had the block punt. Uh, I mean, I had the interception, then the block punt. And then I was kind of like, oh, yeah, he, he deserved That's a good one. And, and, and it really got to me that the guys then came up and said, hey, Coach, we're, we're yeah. going to give you a game ball too. And I thought, i got to ask Coach what that meant. And, yeah. again, that was just a cool moment. So if you haven't seen it, certainly invite you uh, to check it out. Uh, here's a question about the O-line. Um, Zawali, Louisiana, am I close? Anybody know? All right, look at that. Zawali, Louisiana, writing in. Looking forward to watching the Tigers evolve and develop as a team. How much uh, defensive and offensive line depth in terms of significant snaps per player do you hope to see midway through the season, and if this will increase the frequency of rotating these guys? Well, it's it's a weakness within the program, and and we don't have great depth there. Um, We need need more depth at the defensive tackle position. and, and quite frankly, we need to continue to, to, to recruit on the offensive line. So, you know, that's why, you know, you saw two true freshmen playing. You know, Emery uh, Jones played quite a bit. Uh, Will Campbell has obviously been a starter. So you're seeing two true freshmen playing on the offensive line. You're seeing, you know, young guys play defensively as well. So it you're going to see more of it. It's just the nature of where we're at right now. And, and they're doing a good job. But, you know, look, that's not where you want to be. Uh, and we're just going to have to do a really good job of recruiting and developing, you know, at those two particular positions. Let's go to Marksville. Conrad just wants to check on Jeray Jenkins. Said coach didn't see much of uh, Jeray this weekend for the Southern game. Will we see more of him possibly this weekend? Um, you know, I think everybody was targeted in that game, and you know, he's he's been really consistent for us. He obviously had a big game against Florida State. What I think you're going to see, you know, is that. If this was like, you know, fantasy picks, you know, we can go six, seven deep with wide receivers and you just got to hit the right guy because, you know, all of them are going to contribute, whether it's Brian Thomas, you know, uh, you know, uh, Chris Hilton. I mean, they're all really good receivers. Malik Neighbors, we know, obviously, Kayshawn um, and, and, and certainly Jeray Jenkins. Uh, all of them are very capable. Kyron. Um, so I just given you six and seven wide receivers. <laughs> Some nights, some guys are going to get more targets uh, than others, and it's it's not necessarily 
that we just said that guy's got to get the ball. It's just within the flow of the offense, some guys are going to get more catches than others. Lastly, Eric, uh, we'll go to North Louisiana. Houghton, Louisiana had a question regarding special teams. And, Coach, i got to tell you, when I saw it today, I thought this might be in regards to the Cincinnati Bengals game from earlier uh, or in week number one. In reference to depth and positions, how do you and the special teams coaches deal with ensuring we're ready at some key position? He puts in quotes, long snappers, that may require a different player to step in? Well, we carry two long snappers. You know, I scholarship a long snapper, and so any anyone out there that has kids uh, that, that want to work on scholarship, that's the position, right? Because <laughs> you can't hit the long snapper either. So that's perfect, right? Um, but we carry two long snappers. Um, so, you know, we also carry two punters, two kickers, um, I've just always been, you know, I think uh, one of those coaches that feels like you can't ever put yourself in a position where you're short in that area. And, and maybe I'm a little bit too too cautious, but I'm not going to shortchange our team because we don't have a guy that can snap the football. So we've always carried two. Well, Eric give me the opp- gave me the opportunity tonight to talk about Slade Roy, who, again, yes. transferred in from East Carolina. And you know much better than I, but just watching from my vantage point, looks like he's done a really solid job for you guys. He's really good at his craft. And, and I've been blessed uh, in my career to have, I think it'll be now, four NFL long snappers. Um, so – you know, I guess I guess I just have a standard, you know, there that um, I, I want to make sure that it never disrupts the game. And um, unfortunately, against Florida State, it was blocking that disrupted the game. And so that's why we, you saw last week, we changed our entire uh, PAT field goal team uh, back to a unit that that uh, we'll have no more problems. Knock on wood with. All right, we're going to go to break. Before we do, we got a question from Megan, who is uh, lives in Baton Rouge, is here with us tonight. Coach, uh, I think she just wanted to know how excited are you about John Emery's potential return to the field this coming Saturday? Yeah, I think it's the same way as, uh, you know, any of the guys that have gotten an opportunity to come back. Uh, Micah Baskerville would be a similar guy. But John has been gone for a year now. So uh, we've seen him in practice. We certainly are excited about him coming back. But you got to understand, a running back who hasn't played for a year is going to have a lot of rust on him. And so it's going to take him some time to get the reads, the reaction. Uh, but he's a big physical kid that um, – We'll certainly get him in the mix and get him playing uh, right away. But it's going to take him a few weeks for him to really get, um, you know, that quick reaction cut and um, be able to see the things that uh, a back that's in the mix uh, week in and week out is done. No doubt about it. It'll be great to have him back uh, on the field at your disposal starting this weekend. Fans, revelry and LSU athletics, well, they bring you the two-minute turnkey tailgate. All you do is choose your game, choose your add-ons, Show up on game day and tailgate like a champion. So reserve yours today at RevelryTeam.com. we got much more to get to. Stay with us. Up next, we'll go inside the playbook with this past week's play of the game as we continue to recap the 65-17 win over Southern. Stay with us. The Brian Kelly Show live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Continuing the conversation. On the Brian Kelly Show, time now to go inside the Fighting Tiger playbook with this week's play of the game from the LSU Sports Radio Network. LSU up by two scores early. Daniels in the pocket with time. Flushed out, moves to his left, throws on the run, and diving for it. Back left corner of the end zone. 
Jack Besh, touchdown. 17-yard catch by Besh, who was in the back of the end zone. The throw was towards the back corner. Showing his athleticism, gets over and cradles it. Gets it in the arms and will celebrate a touchdown, making it 20 to nothing. LSU with 7-16 remaining here in the first quarter. Tiger fans, a reminder that all LSU Sports Radio Network broadcasts, you can stream them for free at lsusports.net. And you can also take us with you wherever you go with the LSU Sports mobile app. Just download it. It's presented by BASF. You can find the app for free in the iTunes Store or Google Play. The LSU Sports mobile app presented by BASF. We create chemistry. Coach, it was fun last week. We discussed one of the big plays of the game. And, and I got to tell you, it was it was uh, tough trying to pick the one for this week because right. there were so many great plays. But I listened to you on Monday during your press conference, and you talked about recognition, patience, and the play of Jaden Daniels, as you said, can, carrying that over from the second half of week number one. And that play stood out because there was room to run but I think he recognized Besh was open. He laid the pass over in the corner and thought, I can get the ball to the end zone quicker throwing it than running it, and it turned out to be a great play. Yeah, and I think what what's uh, really uh, something to note is that he was um, pushed out of the pocket uh, to his left, and when you're running to your left as a righty quarterback to make that kind of throw in the back corner of the end zone, you know, if you're a defensive coach, you want quarterbacks to flush out to their left and that's a difficult throw to make and for him to get his feet set and and right to the line of scrimmage and make a throw to to jack coming across the field that's uh it's it was a pretty impressive play the other thing that stands out to me he had already shown again going back to week number one his ability to not only scramble but also take some time see if there's some options go through the reads and then say hey i've got roomless run did it early in the game on the touchdown to get you on the board after the fumble to start the contest I liked what you said. When you have a guy who can run, obviously we've seen him do that, now add that recognition and decision-making on when to run, when to throw, that makes him very difficult to defend. Well, and he's shown all the throws, right? We've seen the deep vertical to Brian Thomas for the touchdown. We've seen, you know, the scramble throws. We've seen, you know, the quick, you know, slant routes. So we've seen virtually all the different throws uh, that he's capable of as well as running. Um, you know, that's going to make him very difficult to defend in all areas. And he's taking care of the football. He's making really good decisions. So uh, throwing the ball, I believe Mike would know. Uh, Mike has all of these stats, Mike Bonnet, in the back of his head, but he's eating right now. So, um, <laughs> But I think he's close to 75% completion percentage, you know, somewhere in that. Is that close enough yeah, yeah. mike's got it. so about 75 percent. so you're throwing at 75 percent and still pushing the ball down the field and uh, listen no disrespect you know to other teams that throw at that high percentage but a lot of those are screens or drive routes um he's not doing a lot of that all of these are, are vertical routes as well and you you can correct me if i'm wrong i just noticed from the very start on saturday it looked like he was a little more patient like uh, again he was moving the pocket extending the play sometimes he decided to run but it wasn't as if once he saw the first read wasn't covered or wasn't open that he tucked and run yeah no there was a difference and I, and i i kind of alluded to to that that his patience was better his recognition was better and it's going to get better i thought this was his best week in terms of you know really 
you know, getting us into the right protection, making the protection checks, because you're going to have to do that against uh, Mississippi State because they show everything uh, under the sun in terms of what the difference looks, the different looks you're going to get. So um, he's going to have to be on top of it. You said a bunch last week. You've even said it a couple of times tonight that the message going into week two was got to get a quick start. I'd say you wouldn't have been upset with me tonight had I made the play of the game the opening kickoff because special teams certainly set the tone. Well, and that's what we said in the locker room. We said, look, you know, a special teams play will set the tone for us. It's either going to be kickoff return or kickoff, and whoever gets that first opportunity, and certainly we did, uh, Xavier got a a head on the ball, a helmet on the ball, and uh, got it loose and uh, made a big play right out of the gates. Again, Jaden, 10 of 11 passing, 137 yards, three passing touchdowns. Had a short night overall after LSU, again, uh, scored the most points ever in a quarter for the school that's been playing football nearly 130 years, by the way. Also, the halftime score, 51 to nothing, third all-time in the history of LSU football. But I like that he used used his strengths he utilized the weapons around him the obvious question coach i'll play devil's advocate here is okay we've already established that maybe not the talent level the depth that southern has how do you glean that the execution by your team offensively defensively wherever you would like how do you find out if you guys were playing better well i think it's just looking at the execution in terms of uh, blocking who you're supposed to be blocking uh, route running, decision making, you know, trusting what you're being coached. Those are all about execution. And so um, that's not just being uh, better than, than the other team physically. You want to be able to make sure that, you know, you, you've got all those things. So when we critically evaluate the film and, and look at it from, a, you know, what, what did we do technically and tactically here, that's how we evaluate the film. And so we felt like there was major improvement on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, the third quarter is where, you know, some of our younger players have got to be um, technically better and their execution has to be at a higher level. But um, first and second quarter, going through the halftime, um, much better than the first week. Well, I feel so much better because during the broadcast Saturday in that late third and fourth quarter, I said, hey, we're, we're playing guys, which is a fortunate thing to get a lot of guys in, get them reps. But I know Coach Kelly, I went out on a limb here, I said, I know Coach Kelly holds the same standards of execution, so I'm glad to see I wasn't totally off the mark. No, and and they have to play better because sooner or later they're going to get in the game, and so they have to get their game better, and, and that was a point of emphasis this week. All right, fans, we're going to return with more coming up. We'll take a look at practice specifically this week and then a scouting report on Mississippi State, who the Tigers will take on Saturday night inside Tiger Stadium. Back with more after this on the LSU Sports Radio Network. The very latest on your fighting Tigers. This is the Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Hey, Tiger fans, the Whataburger Junior Broadcaster Program, it's back this season. It gives Tiger fans between the ages of 6 and 12 the opportunity to be interviewed and broadcast a little bit on the LSU Sports Radio Network on our LSU game day each and every home game. To enter your child, all you have to do is download the LSU Sports mobile app, click on the Whataburger Junior Broadcaster ad, and then hit the like button for your chance to win. And, of course, winners will also receive four tickets to the next home game. Coach, uh, we made some, or you made some personnel adjustments last night on the offensive, or last week on the offensive front. And I don't imagine anything is in stone for the entire season, but overall, 
your thoughts on those changes and the rotation as a whole moving forward starting as soon as this Saturday? Well, I thought we got really good communication with um, Charles Turner at center uh, moving in for, for Garrett Dellinger. You know, Garrett did a nice job, but it's just so much of a, a transition to go from guard to center. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we got really – better there because of that communication and then consistency with snapping and then we still get the physicality at the guard position with with Garrett Dellinger um you know the 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 tackle position now um you know we get a rotation there uh Frazier's out there um you know he's a big physical player that that gives us you know that kind of size um and and look I mean I think it's still a situation where you know you're going to see uh, Emory Jones, you're going to see Cam Wire, uh, you're going to see Trayman Trey, uh, Shorts, uh, Trayman Shorts, um, easy for me to say, um, <laughs> but you're going to see a lot of rotation still uh, in in that offensive line. Want to give a shout out to Greg Clayton Jr. and uh, yep. Javen Nicholas. Yep. Uh, I know they got a big uh, roar from the Tiger Stadium crowd on uh, Saturday. They were able to shore up in all seriousness the special teams department as far as receiving kicks and punts. And Clayton able to field it, pick up 18 yards on that first return. Yep. Nicholas also with a nice 18-yard return on a kick. Can we expect those two to continue in the roles for the foreseeable future? Yeah, they'll be back in those roles. And, you know, obviously Greg Clayton's got a great story there, you know, obviously uh, related to uh, Jarvis Landry. And, and certainly, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's uh, you know a young man that transfers in and just has a dream to play for LSU. It's, uh, it's a pretty... Uh, amazing story that he gets uh, his first opportunity in Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm sure he was focused on catching the football, but it, looking back on it, he had to be thrilled with the roar of the crowd, uh, you know, again, being able to make a play on that uh, legendary surface. We uh, mentioned the offensive line, and you talk about the run game, and I love this on Monday in terms of efficiency, not necessarily total yards. Uh, 230 yards on the ground, good one had a good night for you. Kane, even Booty getting involved in the act. Uh, I think around six and almost six and a half yards per carry. What did you like about the ground attack, and where do you want it to go from here? We touched on Emory coming in, but overall, where do you want that uh, synergy offensive line and running backs to go? Yeah, I think I answered this to the media. I, I think it's too early for me to really grade it out. I, I think we, we were better up front than Southern, so we kind of had our way with them. Um, we got a little bit of a glimpse uh, at Florida State. I thought we did some pretty good things. Um, I think we'll get a better sense here the next couple of weeks, you know, against SEC competition. But we need to be efficient. We need to be able to run the ball uh, in short yardage, certainly um, set up our play action. And, and then, you know, when you get inside the 10-yard line, you've got to be able to exert your will against opponents. So um, those are the key areas for me, really, is exerting your will when you – when everybody in the stadium and everybody on defense knows you're going to run the ball, you still got to be able to run the football. And um, some of that is, you know, execution, and some of it is just uh, pure. Um, I love nothing more when when you're you're moving somebody against their will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, an offensive lineman that uh, has a D lineman that knows he's got to you know hunker down, and you move him off the line and. And that's, that's football, and that's, you know, that's the kind of football we need to play. Before we go to our next break, I wanted to put a spotlight on Desmond Little real quickly. I mean, next man up this past weekend, uh, you, had, you were without a couple of guys, at least yep. initially in the defensive front, uh, and it seems like Desmond made the most of his opportunity. How big was that for him, number one? But number two, 
bigger picture for the entire team moving forward. Yeah, it was big for him. You know, he's worked his uh, way into a position where, you know, he he could be counted on, uh, quite frankly. And um, that wasn't the case before. And and, and now he's in a position where, you know, he he got a starting nod out there. And so that was good for him. And then, you know, Savion, uh, Savion Jones played really well for yeah. us as well there's another guy that stepped up big for us at that big end position without ollie gay playing in the first half and certainly uh bj ojalari so um both those guys a lot of credit to both of them and, and makai wingo who played you know he played three technique he played five technique he played shade <laughs> um you know he did everything for us and and those three guys stepped up large force certainly going to bode well for lsu moving forward tiger fans get ready to taste victory with the new victory grills from barbecue guys you can get your victory grill today become a backyard barbecue champ only at bbqguys.com quick break we'll be back right after this the brian kelly show live from tj ribs on the lsu sports radio network With more on the Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs from the LSU Sports Radio Network. That's right, we are at TJ Ribs, legendary Louisiana barbecue, home of our show each and every week. Of course, we're here on Acadian Thruway, location at Segan Lane, and of course on Airline in Prairieville, and you can visit them online at tjribs.com. Coach, earlier in the show, we talked about the adjustment to the offensive line. Um, obviously, it's good, hopefully, to get B.J. Ojolari back this week. Uh, Ali Gay will be a full goal for four quarters. Yep. Yeah, we got uh, B.J. back. So yep. I imagine you all feel good about what you have up front defensively. Any tweaks from the back half of the defense, which we, I, we all expect will be tested early and often this week, from the linebackers to the safeties to your cornerbacks? Like I said, you'll see Micah Baskerville quite a bit. Um, Kobe Fields you see a little bit more at the linebacker position, trying to get more speed on the field. Um, Harold Perkins you'll see quite a bit um, on the field. Those guys in particular, um, I, I think that that's we're – just, we're just trying to get more speed on the field. Look, you got to tackle. It's triple option. You know, it's um, – you know, I know it's the <laughs> – you know, it's, it's, it's the air raid, but you have to be – discipline like it's triple option you know everybody's got a responsibility and you got to tackle it you know you got to get guys down on the ground because if you don't um you know they turn a five yard you know catch into a 30 yard you know uh completion so you know very disciplined um they run five or six you know really routes you know really good routes um very well better than than you really can defend them at times so uh discipline tackling um and get speed on the field as much speed as you get real quick uh from the quarterback perspective uh obviously able to work all three into the game last week mm -hmm. daniels as we mentioned very efficient garrett nussmeyer able to see his first action of the season saw walker howard take some snaps late and of course it's totally unfair to take that snapshot of garrett's play yeah. in that game and say well that's projected to what he's going to do here no. because we've all seen him play extremely well as a quarterback room this week, yeah. how, how was it? Because especially for Garrett and for even Walker, yeah. preparing to be ready should they be called upon again. Yeah, they're they're outstanding. I mean, they're they're so smart. They they are locked in. Um, you know, they prepare like they're going to play. And and Walker does the same thing too. He's he's extremely bright. This is a, a really good room that um, 
you know, I know everybody talks about their quarterbacks being selfless and, and pulling for the other guys, but they do that because um, I sit in that room. And uh, I like the way Garrett handled himself. Um, he knows that he made some mistakes. But, look, you know, sometimes when you're in that position, you you know, you're up so big, you know, you're – you know, you should hit the, 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 the pitching wedge and you try to hit a gap wedge. You know, you <laughs> yeah. just you, you overswing a little bit, right? And um, did you guys like that analogy, you golfers out there? You know, threw that one out at you. Yeah, I think we're all guilty, right? I, I, <laughs> instead of just, you know, letting it, you know, naturally come to you. And, and he, he just tried to press a little bit too much, but he'll be fine. Real quick, before we go to break, start talking about Mississippi State. Allie from Baton Rouge by way of Cottonport, Louisiana. They wanted me to know. Um, you mentioned uh, Harold Perkins. We've seen him in a couple of different places in your defense. And, and what is it about him that allows him to do that at such a very young start in his career? Yeah, well, he's just a, he's a unique player. I, I don't know that I've had somebody that, um, first of all, extremely coachable, smart as a football player, and 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 has the tools to play at, you know, stand-up defensive end position. You can move him around. Um, you're going to see a lot of him uh, on Saturday. And I, I think he's going to show up um, pretty big. So I'm excited to watch him play on Saturday, quite frankly. I, I think Matt's got him in a really good position that uh, could impact the game in a real positive way. All right, fans, in our business, you call that a tease. So hopefully you look forward to it coming up on Saturday. We'll take a break. We'll start talking about Mississippi State. They come into town for a 5 o'clock kickoff this Saturday. We'll do that after this on the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Tigers getting ready to host Mississippi State coming up Saturday night again, 5 o'clock kickoff time. Hope you'll join us on the radio. We'll get your day started at 3 o'clock with LSU game day from right there at Tiger One Village. Mississippi State coming in. The Pirates sailing down from Stark Vegas. Again, 2-0 on the season. And, Coach, i got to tell you, I spent 10 years calling triple option football. And as soon as I heard you say triple <laughs> option on Monday, my ears perked up. But, you know, I got to thinking, uh, you know, you think about it, as you've touched on, you think about the fullback dive. There's nothing fancy about it, but they will go to it. If they can get two yards, they can get three yards, they'll keep going to it yep. because they're hedging their bet. At some point, somebody's somebody's looking the wrong way, out of position. Here's the pitch on the corner, and what had been three, four yards a clip suddenly turns into 60. Well, that's the drive route, the drive route, the drive route, and then they hit the dig behind it. You know, it's the mesh route. Keep running the mesh route, and somebody, you know, jumps the mesh, and they hit the post, you know. So it's it's so similar to, you know, that kind of structure where, you know, that offense – makes their players better and and because they run it so well you only have three days to prepare for it and they're going to run it better than you can defend it unless you put speed on the field you tackle really well and you get the quarterback off his spot you can't let him just sit back there and that's where if you just rush three all day he loves that you know he's just going to sit back there and he'll take what you give him and uh He'll scramble a little bit, but he's not a scrambler. He, but he's going to take what you give him, and that's giving up the dive four yards every time. You're going to get it. You're going to get first down. You're going to hold on to the football. Yeah. Then it puts pressure on your offense because your offense has to be so efficient. And if they don't score every possession, then you're in a track meet in terms of you know trying to keep points on the board. 
one of the things I've learned in my years broadcasting sports, especially football, I'll talk about time of possession. We're always looking for that stat that, you know, we can pull out. And so many times people go, hey, that time of possession, that can be deceiving sometimes. But for this team. This one matters. <laughs> third in a row, second in the country, nearly 40 minutes of a 60-minute ball game, it is important to this uh, offense. Well, this one matters, and, and it matters because you have to be so efficient on offense because they're going to hold on to the football. And so, you know, if, if you just want to sit back and, and uh, you know, drop eight, um, yeah, you're not going to give up any big plays, but they're going to move the chains, and they're going to eat up clock, and they're going to put so much pressure on your offense to be so efficient that sometimes you just can't put enough points on the board against a, an offense that um, is going to execute at a high level. We've talked about Mississippi State, Coach, for almost three minutes. I want to talk about their rushing attack. Yeah. I think right around the century mark, 100 yards per game. And, again, that's not going to wow anybody. They're not going to set any records. But how important to this offense is 100 yards? Maybe to some other teams, 150 or maybe even 200 based on it makes you respect the running game. Talk about their rushing attack. What have you seen on film? Well, they're going to run the football if the numbers are in favor uh, of running the game. So th they're not they're not going to run the football if, if you've got six to their five. Um, but if numbers are favorable, they're going to run the football, and, and they, their backs are capable. Um, their offensive line is, is really you know set to big splits. So these big splits that they take – um, you know, offer them the opportunity to, to find seams and, and, you know, have an effective running game. So, again, it's a numbers game. You, you have to be able to um, show them one look, give them another, mix it up a little bit, and, and really tackle in space. I've had a chance to talk to a number of people in and around the Bulldog program this year. They've all told me, hey, Will Rogers is the quintessential Mike Leach air raid quarterback. Now, I can sit here and spout out that he's 80% completion rate, 700 yards, nine passing touchdowns, which leads the SEC. Those attributes certainly bear that out. But when you watch him on film, what, what are some of the things that don't show up in the stat book that make him very good? Patience. I mean, he's extremely patient. He's not going to try to put um... – you know, the offense in a bad situation, he's going to take what he gets. Um, he, he doesn't force the football, and uh, I think that that's what makes him really, really good. I mean, he's going to give it to the back every single time if that's what you give him. Um, so I think his patience, his poise, um, you know, he's not going to run uh, unless he absolutely has to. Uh, but in most instances, um, you know, he's going to find the receiver that's open. All right, we're going to take our final break. We come back, our last segment with Coach this week. And believe it or not, we're going to talk about Mississippi State's defense. And I can tell you right now, it's for good reason. So stay with us. We'll be right back to wrap it up after this. The Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Time to put a wrap on this week. The Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Looking forward to a great Saturday night at Tiger Stadium coming up. LSU hosting Mississippi State again. Kickoff at 5 o'clock. Coach, we don't have a lot of time. Okay. But I did talk about the defense because I think uh, Zach Arnett may be one of the more underrated DCs in the country. Through two weeks, only allowing opponents 27% on third down. Uh, again, it's kind of that combination of it's a ball control offense, and if you're three and out, it, it can be a long night. He does a really good job. Uh, it's it's a well-structured defense. It's not this kind of, uh, you know, hocus-pocus defense where guys are just running around 
Um, three down, four down, um, lots of pressures uh, from different looks, simulated looks. You've got to be really on top of things, and uh, we're going to have to do a really good job in protections and uh, moving uh, the pocket around a little bit, but uh, they do a really good job. And it's a salty group. They've they got juniors and seniors on this defense that played a lot of football, and uh, we'll have our hands full. Yeah, when you look at their secondary, they lead the SEC, six in the nation, 16 passes defended, again, through two games already. Safeties are very good. Corners are very good. You know, it's an interesting game where there's a ton of matchups we're all going to look at. It's one of the two of the, the veteran receiving cores in the SEC. I think LSU returns 72.5% of their receptions. Mississippi State returns 72.2%. And this is a veteran secondary uh, as I mentioned, with 16 passes defended. So uh, they're going to bring plenty of uh, challenge on Saturday. Let's go. Let's go. Tiger Stadium, <laughs> SEC. That's why we play the games, right? That's, that's why we're all here, right, Coach? Yeah, absolutely. It should be fun. I mean, look, we're, we, we know the challenge in front of us, and um, our guys are going to have to play well. This is um, – you know, this is the first step in, in a lot of really uh, good teams that are come through Tiger Stadium, and our guys are going to have to learn how to compete for four quarters, um, you know, fight through some adversity, and um, down the stretch, find a way to win. All right, Coach, no doubt you'll have them ready. Wish you guys nothing but success this weekend. As always, thanks for taking time out to join us all here and uh, get after them. We'll see you once again Saturday night in Death Valley. I'll be there. All right, fans. That's going to wrap up Thank our you. show this week. Thanks to Coach Kelly for taking time out. The great staff here at TJ Ribs, our on-site engineers, uh, Stan Catron leading the charge, and uh, I want to thank the straw. Stirring the drink back at Network Control, Miss Alondra Villarreal. I want to thank all of you for coming out tonight, everybody for listening. Hope you'll join us again next week, same time, same channel. And until this Saturday night from Death Valley, this is Chris Blair saying so long, everybody. This has been The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs. Join us again for the latest on LSU Fighting Tiger football. The Brian Kelly Show is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. The LSU Sports Radio Network, a division of LSU SP and Play Fly Sports.